from Loitering in Wonderland Studios. With Phoenix West. Hello, citizens. Welcome to Things That Will Burn in Hell. Today's episode is the greatest film director in the world. The mystery, the man, the legend, the, 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 the king of twist endings, if you can call him that. You know how Hitchcock was the master of suspense? M. Night's the master of the twist ending. And then he wasn't. And then he was fucking terrible. He's kind of back now, though, so let's talk about him, shall we? Things That Will Burn in Hell, number 50, the M. Night catalog. For some reason, I didn't like M. Night Shyamalan from the very beginning. Not the beginning of his career, but when people took notice of his career when he made The Sixth Sense. 1992, Praying with Anger. M. Night in the leading role in this semi-autobiographical film, setting himself up to play minor parts in his future work and piss everyone off because it's distracting as everyone knows who he is. At least Hitchcock only walked by in the background of his films. 1998, Wide Awake. Stars Rosie O'Donnell. Enough said. 1999, The Sixth Sense. There was more said in this movie with awkward silence than with actual dialogue. Not a bad movie, but it was insanely overrated. And the whole I see dead people thing got really annoying like every single line from Austin Powers did. All I remember from this movie is the color red, and that a retarded member of the New Kids on the Block in their underwear will break into my house and shoot me if I don't watch out. The good news is that they then turn the gun on themselves. The story is based on an Are You Afraid of the Dark episode titled The Dream Girl. No joke. The movie shouldn't have been as long as the episode is. The episode is actually better than the movie. 2000. Unbreakable. Pretty decent flick. Overall boring, but I don't mind that sort of thing in a movie as long as it goes somewhere. The somewhere this movie went wasn't great, but it was acceptable. Bruce Willis and Sammy Jackson are both good in this and save the movie from burning in hell. 2002. Signs. One of the 10 worst movies of all time. This movie is so boring. Here's an appropriate title. No Signs of Life. This movie has no pulse and it's not fogging up any mirrors. This poster is cooler than the entire film. I think the holes in the field in this poster aren't crop signs. They're plot holes and the movie's about to crash into them. Apparently, superior aliens have nothing better to do than to fuck with the people of Earth. With no overall goal or battle plan, this movie provides the least effectual aliens of all time. It's like they pulled a planet to go to out of a hat. They were more vacationing than conquering. There's only two reasons to visit another planet, to enslave the planet or as a means of scientific exploration. I didn't see these aliens collecting samples of grass and animals, and I sure as fuck didn't see them kill anyone. I would hope that if we humans ever visit another planet, we at least have the decency to collect or kill the people of said planet. The ending of this film was like The Wizard of Oz. At least the Wicked Witch could avoid water by living in an isolated castle. Aliens, however, might have a hard time avoiding water on a planet that's 75% goddamn water. I call foul on this movie. I saw it for free and I still think I want my money back. Good to know that if an alien breaks in, I can just push it the hell over and reach for this. A paper cone cup of water. People defend this movie with no arguments other than, I really liked it. I mean, granted, you shouldn't have to defend things you like to assholes like me, but you can't deny this movie is made of more holes than a fishnet. 2004, The Village. Prove the surprise ending is rarely a surprise when put in M. Night's hands. Everyone saw the ending coming a mile away. A good ending would have been if everyone outside of their world was black. That's the only surprise. Just good old fashioned racism. I thought that's where the movie might be going since the first person she saw in the outside world was M. Night himself. I mean granted he's Indian, not black, but the principle's the same. At least instead of people going obvious at the end they would be like, what, what, the, what the fuck? Is, is this a joke? It would be named Mississippi State Film. It's fun to watch and think, hmm, where did the $60 million budget go? There's only one set, which could be built for about $2 million. Then there's the cast that probably got five altogether. 
There must have been craft service tables full of cocaine and hookers on the set for the budget to be that high. This movie could have been made for one million. Essentially, we could have made 60 shitty movies like The Village. Quality or quantity? This is the question we face when M. Night steps to the camera. The Village of the Damned Boring. 2006, Lady in the Water. Alright, so this should be interesting. I have the DVD for this movie right here. I have never seen this movie before. I've avoided it this long, but I think it's time. I'm gonna watch it and then do an immediate review of it. I'm assuming there's a lot of boring shit and then an obvious surprise ending. Here goes. Alright, it's later. The movie is over and it was a bit obvious, but overall pretty decent, I guess. I don't understand why this lady couldn't get dressed throughout the entire movie. If you meet a naked girl that lives in your pool, you'll apparently get a pins and needles feeling. I get this feeling down there with every girl I meet, but usually I just rub one out and call it good. Apparently M. Knight does too, because he wrote himself into the story playing a writer whose writing changes the entire world. The people in this movie, however, decide to move slowly and talk with enormous pauses about uninteresting shit. Nothing beats 10 minute silences of translating Korean to English. Did you know that one syllable in Korean can be translated into several paragraphs in English? M. Knight apparently went to the Spike Lee School of Racial Stereotypes before writing this script. I'd say a good 90% of this movie was about the characters trying to figure out what the hell is going on and it continues into the grand finale. They fumble and fuck up and every second of it is caught on film. It reminded me of that super shitty Mel Gibson movie that Bono wrote called The Million Dollar Hotel. Only this story made sense. Paul Giamatti was excellent as usual and Bryce Dowd Howard as a lady in the water was quiet and awkward like my first time with a prostitute. The first of many visits. I'd say watch this if you have the time, but don't go out of your way. And this is a random bit here that was written from this time, so I'm just gonna go ahead and fucking read it. It doesn't apply to anything, it's a, it's a random topic, but I'm gonna fucking read it. P.S. Please stop talking about Anna Nicole Smith's passing. She posed naked and fucked some old guy for money. She's better off dead. She never did anything good for anyone else, so let her memory die. She's just like Marilyn Monroe. Good for her. Marilyn Monroe is the same way. Fuck them both. Being beautiful shouldn't be a person's saving grace. They're dead and you didn't know them, so stop talking about them like you did. They posed naked. They didn't cure polio. So I should mention that the section in the book there about M. Night was written. Obviously, if you listen to it, it was written during the Lady in the Water while that was coming out on, on DVD back when that was a thing. We could rent it in stores. That was a thing, people. We're going to have a real hard time explaining to our children about that. But stay tuned for that episode about Blockbuster in the next book. That's right. A little, uh... A little spoiler alert for the next book. M. Night has since made several more movies, uh, far more terrible than the ones I've written about. The one after The Lady in the Water was The Happening. And it made me realize, wow, Science was a good movie. That's how bad The Happening was. I make fun of Red Planet because the killer was a plant. In The Happening, the killer is all plants. The earth is killing people in the most hilarious ways. It makes a man feed himself to a lion. And I'm not lying about that. It was fucking terrible. The movie's god-awful. It is, it is beyond atrocious. I can't explain how bad it is. If you haven't seen The Happening, go watch it. It is fucking garbage. And then he made a movie even worse than that with The Last Airbender. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm not a big fan of anime. I don't know anything about Avatar. He couldn't use the name Avatar because, obviously, someone else beat him first. Someone much more successful than him. Someone who makes good movies. James Cameron. So he couldn't use that movie, instead he used The Last Airbender, and nobody knew what the fuck it was about. It was so garbage. Characters narrating over nothing, and I didn't know what the fuck is happening. And then he made another movie about the same fucking thing. He made After Earth, characters narrating about nothing, and aliens, and, and they're on Earth, but it's After Earth. It's still fucking Earth. That's a, such a stupid name, it should be called After Humanity. It's still fucking Earth. It's still the same fucking planet. 
That title makes no goddamn sense. I never thought about that until right now, and now I'm getting real mad about it. And then he went on to make a, a TV show that had really, really good potential. Wayward Pines. He, I think he directed the first episode. Uh, really good job. It, it was a, a suspense series that went for two seasons about this weird sleepy town. It's like a looks like a little model town. And they don't know why they're there. They don't know what the fuck's happening. And you figure out what's happening way too goddamn early in the show. And then the rest of the show was boring as shit because you knew, already knew what happened. All the suspense was ruined. And you just sat there and you watched it just like fall off a cliff real slowly. Real slow like. And that show was good at first and then it was fucking stupid. Real fucking stupid. I won't say terrible. I will not say terrible. I sat through both seasons and going, why am I watching this? Why do I hate myself? Well, I guess I'll watch the next episode because I fucking hate myself, apparently. I guess I'll do this with my life. That must be what M. Night thinks when he's making these things. And then he made The Visit, uh, a strange little movie that I actually hate to admit that I enjoyed some of it. It was half fucking stupid. It didn't, it didn't need to be a found footage movie at all. The little kid was annoying. He would rap. Uh, that was annoying, but an elderly man feeds that child a diaper full of shit. And it made up for that rapping. Was that M. Night breaking in? What the fuck is that? There's nothing in my place that can make that noise. Is that going to pick up on the audio? I fucking hope so. I think I just picked up a specter. A goose. A ghoul. A goose? What's a goose? A ghost. A ghoul. A spirit. A phantom. Anyway, let's talk about the visit a little more. I, I kind of liked it. It wasn't great, but it was way better than the previous five movies he made. I think he also produced a movie called Devil. A movie set place in an elevator. And that's it. And it was fucking stupid as well. That's how much I want to talk about it. I'm going to move on now. And then M. Night had a triumphant comeback with the movie Split, an overrated movie about James McAvoy doing different personalities. He was great in it. The movie itself wasn't terribly fantastic. It was mostly known for its ending, which, spoiler alert, here's your chance to stop if you don't want to ruin the ending to Split because the trailer for uh, the upcoming movie M. Night made is going to ruin it for you anyway, so don't watch TV. Just go ahead and watch Split right now. Right now. Right goddamn now. Anyway, the ending is that it's setting up the sequel to Unbreakable. And I, I mentioned in the book there, I didn't really care for Unbreakable. I really do like Unbreakable. I was a bit harsh. Uh, I was just uh, feeding on anger there. Again, these are written as, character, as a character. But I really do like Unbreakable. I think it's a really good movie. Um... I didn't like uh, Lady in the Water as much as I pretended like I did. It was mostly sarcastic. It was pretty fucking terrible. But Split was interesting because it was good, but it wasn't great. But it's setting up something I want to see, which is the Glass movie. Uh, which is the culmination of Unbreakable to Split to Glass. And we get to see Bruce Willis versus a cripple man. It, the Luckily, the villain is James McAvoy, right? It can't just be Bruce, Bruce Willis versus a broken man in a wheelchair. What the fuck are we going to watch? What the fuck are we going to watch in that? So I assume it's got to be Bruce Willis versus Split. I'm just going to call him Split. I don't know his name. I don't know his, his monster name. I don't know anything about it. I should really should move on. I'm not making a podcast. I should really should get the fuck out of here. Anyway, I'm Nike. Go fuck yourself unless you figure out how to make movies. It seems like you might be on the right track, but I've been down this path before with you. You fooled America several times. I still don't forgive you for the happening. And then The Last Airbender. And then After Earth. And Signs. I almost respect Signs now because of what those other three movies were. M. Knight, go to liwstudios.com. Learn how to make uh, weird internet videos. Maybe that'll help. 
loiteringwonderland at gmail.com. That's my email. Loiteringwonderland on YouTube. Go subscribe. I'm Knight. Share with your film friends. I don't know. I'm just desperately plugging my own show. Until next time, and in the meantime, I'll see you in hell. Twist. I'll be watching from heaven with binoculars. Really creepy. Like an M. Night twist would be. Spooky, spooky. M. Night. Ooh. And stop, stop pronouncing his name as Shyamalama Ding Dong. It's getting fucking old. Really fucking old. Shyamalan. It's not that fucking hard. Oh my god. It's a... If you say Shyamalama Ding Dong one more fucking time, I'm gonna punch you in the throat. Right in the throat, alright? Right here in the throat.